How you guys doing tonight? Welcome back to another episode. We have a fiery, I think it's fiery, a fiery episode tonight. So I hope you guys are ready. If you're watching this on Facebook, please start a watch party. If you're watching this on Twitter, please retweet this. If you're watching this on YouTube, share it, share it. People are going to have, they're going to have to hear this one out. Get ready. Let's go ahead and jump into the show. Welcome back to the See Through It Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sales. How are you guys doing? It is Wednesday. I am here on time, as promised. Trying to be more consistent with this Wednesday thing. And on time. You see, we're doing it later so I can get more people involved. We don't have the sun blinding us. Uh, No distractions from my... uh, you know, apartment people cutting the grass or any of that nonsense. There we go. I had to put the uh, charger in before I forgot. Um, but as you see, there's the topic. I said what I said. I said what I said. That is the topic tonight. You might be asking yourself, is this clickbait? What, what is this? What, what is he talking about? What what did he say? I haven't heard anything. Well, I had two conversations in the past week or so. Actually, two conversations in the past two weeks. And the conversations went... The conversations, they... The conversations were with my teenagers. My daughter and my son, and the first conversation with my son, telling me that he's, you know, tired of seeing all his friends die. He's tired of seeing everyone that looks like him die. He's tired of, you know, friends disappearing. He's tired of that. And as a parent, I'm like, I don't don't even know what to say. And I um, just tell him to keep his head up and, you know, stay out of trouble and you know, things will work out, um, you know, as I, I don't know, I don't know what to say. The following week, I have a conversation with my daughter, I have a conversation with my daughter, and she's saying the same thing, the same thing, she's tired of her friends not coming to school the following day, well, this was last year. You know, but they, they, they're not in school all the way, but she's tired of her friends not showing up to whatever they're supposed to be. Um, she's tired of, you know, seeing it on the news that one of her, who, whoever she knows, that person is now gone. She's tired of people that she went to school with dead. Dead. No more. And, and, and I'm, I'm I'm listening and I don't know what to say. Like she's telling me this. My sons, they telling me this. 
They're coming for me, coming to me for some guidance, you know. They're coming to hear something. They're telling me this for a reason. They want to hear something. And I'm standing, I'm on the phone, I'm like, try to your best to stay out of trouble, you know, you know, watch who you're around and I'm sorry that, you know, the young people are dying so fast before they even hit high school. My daughter had two friends that died in middle school. Right during Christmas break, the day they're supposed to come back to school, the kid was dead because he broke into an apartment and was shot. These things are happening. I, I don't know how to, you know, how to comfort and tell her at the same time, you know, those those people are making bad decisions, you know, and you just got to, you know, you, you, you got to make sure you're doing the right thing. And she has a good head on her shoulders. I, I know she's going to do the right thing. But she's trying to figure out why are all the rest of them not? Why are all the rest of them just not even caring about their lives, not not even thinking about the decisions that they're making. Why? So today, as you see the topic, the title, I said what I said, and we're gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and tear down this wall. I'm not. I'm BLM. We already understand that's a whole nother thing. We every time you mention black on black, we hear. We can't have this conversation with BLM. BLM, we, we can't have that conversation. Okay, that's fine, right? We, we, there's, that's two different discussions. Even though I thought we were capable of having multiple conversations about multiple things, but apparently we're not capable of doing that. So we'll table it. You know what? I'll, I'll push it to the side. Let some weeks go by. Bring it up again. I see excuses after excuses after excuses. The main one that I hear so many times. Well, why don't we talk about white on white, white on white crime? Well, I can't talk about white on white crime because I I don't know about it. I'm not white. My concern is what I just posted. This black on black. That's what I'm concerned with. I, I don't want to hear about white on white. I don't want to hear about Mexican on Mexican or Asian on Asian. I don't want to hear about none of that. I, I'm concerned about what my daughter and my son are concerned about. Their friends, their young friends that look like them, dying. Even younger than them, dying. That, that's what I'm concerned about. And then we, we get more excuses. Well, the systematic, you know, the, the racism from the slavery days and, you know, this and that, the Jim Crow and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who cares? That has nothing to do with today and decisions that are being made and how we are raising these kids. See, what I'm, I'm starting to understand now is that we have excuses for everything. 
we don't want to take accountability or hold ourselves responsible for anything, for nothing. Because the first time, the first time someone says, you know what, that's wrong and that shouldn't be done. The next thing I hear is, you're an Uncle Tom. How you going to down talk our people? Did you not just see those fools come over here and shoot up this whole crowd? But I'm the Uncle Tom. I'm the sellout. I'm putting down our people. I'm, I'm confused. I don't understand this. I, 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 I don't understand the mindset. I, I don't understand the process. How did we get here? That is okay to be silent on our young people dying, but throw a fit, burn cities down, or oh, oh, whatever. Throw a fit when said, suppose, who knows, said criminals or whatever, there's an altercation with a police officer, and that person is now gone. I did an episode earlier this season talking about choices and then I did another episode talking about if you don't like the outcome change the process we always so mad about the outcome what about the process how how did we get to this person dying by the police officer what law did that person break do do we want to first address that no we don't want to do that for what we worried about what someone did to them. Skip all the other stuff. Let, let's figure out why this cop did that. I'm of the mindset of sweep around your own front door first. Take care of what you're supposed to take care of first. And then when you go abroad, you, nothing else should come about. But if you act there, out there acting all crazy, something is bound to happen. excuses am I when I'm on the phone with my daughter and my son am I supposed to give them an excuse am I supposed to say well you know what daughter little lady what about right on white on right crime you know <laughs> you know I, what about the 400 years of slavery you know Jim Crow laws you know let, let's let's focus on that. Let's not focus on all your friends dying, you know. Let, let's let's not focus on the fact that you're scared and now you're carrying a taser to protect yourself. How does that make sense to you? How does that make sense to you? How do you justify that? Are these the things I'm supposed to be telling my daughter? My son, is that what I'm supposed to be saying? Let's focus on what everyone else is doing. Don't don't worry about all the people dying around you. Don't worry about that. that that's where let's point the finger at what everyone else is what's going on. Oh, here's here's another one. That's that's the media agenda. You you don't hear about white on white because that's not a part of it. The, they're gonna bring up black on black. I don't know many people in the white community shooting up clubs because someone stepped on their Jordans. Now, if that has been the case, please, by all means, correct me in the comments. Let me know. 
let me know. If there has been a shootout over someone stepping on someone Jordans in the white community, send it to the email. Please let me know if there's been a shootout in the white community over a block, over a street, over a side of town. East side, what? For what? People shooting up people over a block they don't even own. Don't even own the house that they live in on. Don't even own the house that's on the block, but repping it. The block ain't worth more than $10,000. The city has condemned the whole area, but y'all repping it. You slow it down. Ice Cube. I was having a discussion earlier today. Ice Cube. I'm sure many of you guys know who Ice Cube is. Rapper from L.A., Compton or whatever. I don't really care. 1991. Came out with a song. I wrote it down. Where is it at? Us. He made a song talking about us. The title of the song is Us. Now, if you go and listen, listen to it, I'm going to tell you right now. It's very vulgar. But there's a message in there. And what he was doing was talking about how the community destroys the community and still wants to point the finger at everyone else besides themselves. That's 91 Ice Cube. You know, uh, what, NWA maybe after NWA? Everyone was buying his albums and all that, you know? He made that song. Not me. (laughs) Not, Not me. I didn't make it. Us. Go check it out. 1991. Us. By Ice Cube. Then in 2008, he made another song called Hood Mentality. And that song right there. Hood Mentality. I'm going to just let you, you know, let that, let that marinate. Hood Mentality. Another attack. Not an attack. Another song trying to get the black community to wake up and say, what are you doing? Then he made another song called Doing Dumb Stuff. And that message in that one, another strong message, very vulgar, but another strong message where he talked about how he was growing up, how he started out six, seven years old doing dumb stuff. Then he got to uh, 10 or 11 and he was messing around with girls, 13 and all that, and was was uh, doing things with girls. And then he got to 16, 17, he got a car. And then he got around some dudes that was selling crack. And then he remembered that his dad would check him, would, was going to you know, crack his head open if he got into that stuff. So then he got out of that whole mentality and started doing other things. Then he carried, he continued the song. And then he, looked at, he was reading the newspaper, talking about how 13-year-olds were still doing the same thing. But then... Real quick, he says, looking at the young kids with their moms. And then the next thing he know, that same kid is on the newspaper, on the front of the newspaper. And the, in that little verse, he talked about the mom was raising the son. And I'm not saying he said there was no guidance, there was no discipline. But the mom was raising a son, and then that son ended up dying at the age of 13. 
Meanwhile, Ice Cube was able to remember what his dad said, that he was going to crack his head. It was going to be some accountability. Someone's going to be held responsible. And he changed his ways. He went down a whole nother path. And that's what I've been saying the whole time about providing your kids with these tools so that when they come to this crossroad, when they come to this 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 fork in the road, they looking at this fork and like, mm, oh, you know what? That sensory is going off. I'm I'm pushing it a little bit too much. Let me get back in my lane. Let me get back in my lane and and you know navigate around this because this ain't right. Ice Cube had that. That 13 year old child that ended up dying didn't have that because he kept going down that same path. The same thing that's happening with the young black generation now. No one's holding them accountable. Everyone, everyone is saying, oh, it's all right. You can do that. You know, live your life. Do, do what makes you feel good. Not telling them that this 15 seconds of feel good could be a lifetime of living in that casket. Fifteen seconds of, you know, doing what you want to do, proving that you big and bad, is going to set you up living in a a cell for the rest of your life. Excuses. The negative influences. All of that shaming people in the community. There's tons of shaming, tons of negative influences. No one wants to do good. And I'm sure there's some that people, I'm sure there's people that want to do better. But when they want, when they start doing better, someone's trying to pull them back in. The local news media in South Bend, there's an anchor, black anchor that has said that uh, there's not enough blacks in the news in that area, in that area, South Bend, Elkhart, there's a lot of black and brown people there, you know, African-American, Hispanic, and all that. And he said, this needs to be addressed. So then I responded with, well, I, I like this comment, but let's talk about the, the first part. Who's pushing their kids to become news anchors? And what I mean by that, are we pushing our kids to be other, be, be something more than basketball players? Are we pushing them to become more than rappers, dancers? You know, what what are we pushing them towards? Because all I see is dancing videos. Let's get the, oh snap, hit that dance, let get you viral. I see that. Oh, I see fight videos. Parents and grown folks watching other teenagers and kids fight and then you see the parents fighting the kids and the other parents. That, so, so how, how is the media not hiring black and brown people the issue, but the community is not pushing them towards those jobs? There's so many issues, so many issues. 
so many issues. I, I is this this whole show. I was today. I was so hyped about this show. Actually, yesterday, I I, I was almost wanting to do it yesterday, but then I was like, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do it. I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do it. Am I am I gonna run like a whole hour? I'm not gonna keep you guys for an hour. But I I think I might have to end up breaking it down to two parts. Cause there's so much I want to cover, so much I want to talk about. Because the past month, two months has been actually three. Sally, how many months has it been? It's been we've been we've been having this conversation for so long, and it, it's getting frustrating. And when I heard my daughter, and my son, they asking me these questions, and I'm sitting there, I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm the dad, I'm supposed to have some answers. They coming to me for help, some guidance, and I can't give them nothing. I can't give them nothing. All I got is keep your head on your shoulders. Stay away from negative things. Don't mingle with people that you know are toxic. And just keep going. That's all I got. I don't know how to tell them how to save their friends' lives. I don't know what to say that's going to make them feel better about seeing everyone that looks like them die. Because if you bring it up to anyone of the same skin color, the first thing I hear is, well, what about this and this and that? And I'm to the point where I don't have the, the patience to sit there and have a conversation with a grown child that wants to deflect and point at everyone else. I'm not of that mindset. I cannot, I mentally cannot deal with it. It's exhausting. It makes me furious. Our kids are dying in the streets for nothing. And no one is saying nothing. No one. No one's holding no one accountable. If it was up to me, if you're, you're sitting there watching this, you're like, well, what's the answers? You got all the answers. What's the answers? Let me tell you what I would say needs to happen. We need to bring back the belt. The Bible says if you, you know, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. In today's version of that, if you spare that rod, you're killing, you help, you are help, helping kill that child. You have already dug the grave. You're just waiting for the rest of the people to go ahead and pick the grave site or I mean, pick the casket, pick the situation and boom, you have already sealed the fate. Number two, start holding these kids, these young people accountable for their actions. Don't wait till they 18, 19, 17. No, you, 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 you've already messed up. You've already messed up. Hold them accountable when they're young so that when they get older, they may, oh, that's a verse. I, I hear my mom in my head. <laughs> 
I hear my mama in my head. I, I can't even remember the verse. Oh my goodness. It's it's a verse. It's a verse. If you know it in this in the in the in the chat room, put it out there. But hold them accountable when they're younger so that when they get older and they come to this fork in the road that I've been saying for so many months and episodes, they know where to go. They can pick up that tool that you've been showing them how to use. And they can use it correctly so they can extend their life. Cut out all the negative influences. This music. This music. This violent music. And a lot of people say it's just entertainment. Well, let me tell you something. Entertainment is very influential. We see it on TV, we end up, you know what? I like that. Let me get that. That's influence. That's power. That's programming the mindset. I need to do that. And a lot of people don't have the power, the willpower to be like, this is only entertainment. This is fake. I don't, this is not real. A lot of people can't do that. Because if a lot of people could do that, we wouldn't have the same people following the same footstep that they already seen lead down a deadly path already. You're not going to tell me 1 plus 1 equals 17. No, no, no. 1 plus 1 equals 2. Stop feeding this negative energy to our kids, this negative influences to the young people. There is no reason why a five-year-old in a picture is flipping the camera off. Why? For what? Oh, it's cute. You think it's funny. Oh, I get it now. It's, it's, it's cute. It's, it's, it's a cute, funny thing. You know, kids flipping the camera off, saying F the police and all that. That's cute. That's, that's funny. So when... Fast forward 13 years, that will make them 18 when they're being stopped by the cops for something they already done. And then, then they're gunned down because, one, they don't want to listen to authority because you ain't made them listen to authority. Now they dead. This is all real stuff happening in today's society. It needs to stop. I don't want to have another conversation with my daughter about all her friends that look like her dying. And that hit me so hard. I didn't know what to say. You know, I, she's 16. She's 16. We supposed to be talking about school. You know what, you know, her upcoming like courses that she's going to be taking. Uh, what's her plans for the future? But no, what we're talking about is people that look like her dying. And no one's saying it. This is what she said. No one's saying anything about it. But you know what I want to say. Black Lives Matter, though. But again, we can't have that conversation with this coinciding because they're two different topics. I don't care about nothing else. I don't care about nothing else. I want to see our young people have the same opportunities as other young people. 
You think white people are thinking about their kids not making it home from school? You think white people go out and, and they worrying about who going to step on their Jordans and who they got to shoot after they... You, why is our mindsets so jacked up? Why do we praise and worship that type of mentality? Why? I see the chats. I keep hearing the pops. I keep hearing the pops. I'm going to see what the chat room is saying. I'm right now. I'm, it's quiet because I'm not. I'm reading the the chats. I, I see you guys talking. I'm, I'm 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 reading the chats. Hold on. And, and you're absolutely right, Sally West. Sally West says, I'm thankful for the camera phone so we can f capture it now. We have, the f we have to fight it in the courtroom. That's, that's, I said that in another episode. Guys, let me, let me say it again. You're not going to win that battle. You're not going to win that battle. If you get stopped, do whatever the police officer says. Don't, don't worry about his attitude. Because at the end of that, if you give an attitude, that's the last attitude you ever going to have. Fight it in the courtroom. Civil suit. If there is some wrong to be proven, prove it in the courtroom. Then sue the city if that's the case. But do not sit there and try to prove that you're right. For what? You're not going to win that. We've seen it too many times. When are we going to wake up and realize that's not our fight? That is not your battleground. It's not meant for you to win that right there. Stop watching all these videos on YouTube and on Facebook where it shows people going back and forth with police officers and they somehow driving off. That's not real. That's not your situation. That's not your moment. You can stand there and be brave and fight that moment all you want, but that will probably be your last moment. Go to jail that night if you have to. The following day, file your lawsuit. Do not sit. Stop trying to be right. Stop trying to be right. Trying to prove that you're right to the wrong people who don't care about you being right. We got to change the way we're thinking. It starts at home. It starts at home. I know as parents, we can't hold our kids' hands for the rest of their lives. But again, if you give them those tools, if you give them those tools, and they come to that fork in the road, they can turn that flashlight on. Mm, I see it. All right, this, looking, this ain't looking. Let me go this way. But if we're not teaching them that, we're not, we're not giving them those tools, they're going to go down the wrong path.
It's sad. I don't want to have another discussion with my daughter about more of her friends dying, but you know, it's life. And it's the way that the, the world has, has come to be. We, we worship in the wrong things and paying attention to the wrong things that we're so blinded by all the nonsense. It's a thing I used to hear when I was younger. I don't, I don't even know if it was a song or something, but I, I, just, I think I said it earlier. Sweep around your own front door before you worry about everyone else's. It's ridiculous for me to be worried about my neighbor's front door and my front door ain't even on the hinges. What? Let's fix the community first before we try to fix a whole police department. Get your block together. Get that whole street corner together. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. <laughs> it's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. I don't, I don't even, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I get riled up. I'm, I'm, I, I feel the heat in me. So I, it's, it's time to step away from the mic. <laughs> I don't want to have the conversations no more. I don't want to have that with my daughter. If I have the come, I want to have it with another parent trying to figure out what we need to do. And and the first thing I don't want to hear out their mouths is deflect. I, I'm over that. I'm done with that. I'm not the sellout. You the sellout. I'm not down on our people. You are. You putting the chains on them. You're holding them down with those chains. You're keeping them down. That's you. Anyone that's deflecting and not, you know, self-evaluating, they're holding the chains on them. So, I appreciate you guys coming through with the, with the, uh, with the comments. I see you guys, you, you, you're talking it up. I, I appreciate that. I would definitely go back and read these comments after the show is done. But let's decompress. Um, there's no apology. I'm not, I'm not, not going to apologize for what I said in, in this show. But I need the people. I need the young people. I need the, the parents who are, you know, in charge of these, in charge of these kids to, you know, wake them up. Before it's too late. Wake them up. They don't have to die at 13. 15. No parents should be burying their kids. None. So. Introducing. A new segment. <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a positive. Well kind of positive. You see the new segment. I told you guys I was going to do a new segment right. Real life defining moments. And the word here is evaluate, right? So about a couple of weeks ago. Oh, before we get into the topic, it's, it's not a real long thing. It's just a, a little segment that I'm trying out. So real life defining moments is brought to you by One Auto Movement. You see this? This is a shirt that I got from my boy Jay Finney. 
Let me read his thing. Driven by passion, fueled by culture. We are enthusiasts. We are all One Auto. Check out their website at oneautomovement.com for all their merchandise. If you are into cars, if you like the thought of cars, if you just like being around cars, check them out at oneautomovement.com. This is sponsored and brought to you by One Auto Movement. So, real life defining moments. Three weeks ago, it was two, two weeks ago, you know, I moved to a new state, so I'm get, trying to get a new ID, right? And I went there and I forgot my birth certificate. So that, and in Virginia, you have to schedule your appointments to get in. And they, they're like booked all the way out to like 2021, something dumb. It, you have to literally sit there on the computer and check when these dates are popping up. You have to sit there, spend tons of time checking when these dates are popping up. So I get there and I don't have my birth certificate. I'm like, oh. So the first, so when she said that, she's like, yeah, you got to come back. You to, I'm like, are you serious? Like my stuff. I don't even know when the next time I'll be able to get in. Can I, I mean, all my stuff is there. My, my military documents, all that, that should verify who I am. Like, and she's like, no, you got to come back. So I was like, okay. So I walked out. Uh, the following day, I found another appointment. The next following day. And <laughs> I went back. I went back the following day. And I forgot my social security card. I mean, the flame was burning so hot. I was so mad. She's like, yeah, you, I, I can't help you. I was like, my, social, my, my uh, birth certificate, ID, military ID, military retired ID, DD-214, all that is right there. Like, she's like, yeah, I can't help you. So I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. In that moment, I wanted to be like, I'm not coming back again. You guys are going to figure it. We, we got to figure something out because this and that, I, I was ready to blow up. But I closed my mouth and I evaluated myself. I had to evaluate myself. I forgot those items that I needed. I forgot those items. And I, I realized that. And I sat there quietly, my head down. I was boiling over. And I, I just sit I, and she was talking to me. I was, yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll just... Yeah, I don't have it, ma'am. Yeah, I'll, I'll just come back. And uh, so she ended up talking to her manager. And then her manager rescheduled me, wrote it on a note, and had me come in the following day. And I made sure I had everything, and they took care of me, and everything was good. The whole point of this real-life defining moments was that I had to, I had to, take, I had to pause because I was about to yell at this lady or get mad at this lady because they weren't going to process my stuff. And I know that I would have to make it another appointment to get back in here. But because I remained calm, I realized that it was my fault. She saw that I was mad, but I didn't take it out on her. She talked to her manager and allowed me to come in the following day. She asked me what time you want to come in. I was like, Thank you. I, I'll come in whenever you want me to. I, I, you want me here early? I don't care. You want me here last one in? I don't care. Whenever you want me to come. She said, no, what, what time you want to come in? I told her. I came back in, got me in, and got me out. 
evaluate. If, if there's something going wrong, evaluate the situation. You might be in the wrong. Realize that. And it's your fault. And that's what I, I had to I had to own it. I, the DMV is under a lot of pressure. They're getting a lot of people in. We're scheduled they're scheduling appointments all the way out to I don't know when that people are buying cars, they're trying to get their license, um, their, their plates and all of that. It's a mess. And those people are working long hours. So not only is it, you know, a, a hindrance to me or, you know, bother, you know, it's it's a mess in my ideal or, you know, they're also being overworked long hours. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be, you know, they don't want to do that either. But we got to make best of the situation. So when you come to those moments where you feel like you want to blow up, look at it and be like, you know what? I did mess up. Or you know what? They're already, you know, put to the max. There's no reason to have that go back and forth. And because I did that, I was able to get in the next day. The next day. So I'm going to do these real life defining moments and let you guys in on, you know, everyday situations or, you know, whenever situations happen. I'm going to let you guys know. And you can also email me. You know, your your situations that might take place. You can let me know some real life defining moments and how you had to, you know, overcome that situation and make the best of it. So that is that segment. Again, thank you, One Auto Movement. Check their website out at oneautomovement.com. Let's go ahead and jump into these uh, contacts. Hold on, before we get into the contacts, let's see what the conversation is. How you guys doing? <clears throat> Um, let me see. I'm reading. I'm reading. <laughs> Sally West says, you better act right. You, you could have acted a fool, but you didn't. Absolutely. Mr. Daryl Rotide, how you doing? My dad is in here. Hard parking podcast. Mr. <laughs> I got you. Um, Dino, uh, I think I missed some more people. If I miss you, I'm sorry. You know, I, I told you guys I'm trying to focus on the my getting my 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 spiel out and make sure I'm hitting on all points. So let me go back through here and address Miss Autumn Frost Garwood. I think I said that right. Thank you for tuning. in. I think you're my first. I think it's my first time seeing you here. But thank you for tuning in. Uh, anyone else that was first time, you know, popping in. Thank you for tuning in. But let's go ahead and jump into these. So I'm not holding you guys. This has been a long one, I believe. But, oh, we already did that. <laughs> Contact list, there it is. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Turn on those notifications. Hit that like, that, that thumb up button, you know. If you hit that, down, that thumb down button, tell me why. Tell me why. Uh, follow me on, on Twitter, cthrowit1. If you want to donate to the show, paypal.me slash see through it. Facebook.com backslash S-T-I-P. Oh, that's capitalized. O-D-C-A-S-T, lowercase. Like, give that page a thumbs up. Join the conversation there. Also, follow me on Instagram at Brian Sales. I got my Warriors Collection IG running, and it is growing pretty good. Um, it's growing. The, the, I'm telling you, the Warriors Collection brand is going to be something I am pushing that um, t we have some stuff planned 
I'm not just saying this just to be saying this. I have so many ideas, so many things I want to do. And it's all about being self-efficient, self self-sufficient, self-sustainable, you know, uh, just that warrior. Being that warrior. Uh, uh, I, that episode, I can't wait to do that episode. If you want to email me your real life defining moments, I will read them on the show. You don't even have to. I won't. If you don't want me to read your name, I won't read your name. But th- tell me your real life defining moments and I'll put it on the show. Also, if you are a business or whatever and you want to sponsor that real life defining moments segment, get in contact with me at seethoughtpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on the audio side if you don't want to see my face. If you feel like this is too long for video, you can catch it in the audio. You can put me in your ear, put me in your car, put me anywhere you want to put me and just listen to what I'm saying. Jim, whatever. Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And thank you, for, uh, thank you, Mr. White and Ms. Kasi, for their contributions to the show. Forever grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't even matter how much you're giving. It's the fact that you have decided to open your pocketbook, your wallet, your bank accounts, and you know what? And I'm forever grateful for that. Forever grateful for that. So, again, folks, I hope you enjoy this show. Um, Like I said, it's probably going to be a part two to this because there's so much to cover, so much that was just that, mm, and I'm not about to go into it again, but so much. So thank you again for tuning in. Remember to share, retweet, and tell your friends and family about the show. Tell them about the show. Wednesday, 8 p.m. for the live show. 7.55 for the pre-tune. Let's get in here, get the conversations going, get everybody feeling good, you know. Let's get it going. So, with that being said, folks, don't be blinded by the media. Hashtag, see through it. This is the See Through It Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sells, and I'll talk to you guys later.